You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. I'm Evan Jones uh, from 11 Design Co. This is our podcast about marketing that discusses unique strategies behind our clients' success, especially in the real estate industry. I'm joined today with Maggie Coble. Yes, hi, I'm Maggie Coble, our business development director here at 11 Design Co. We are a full-service digital marketing uh, company that does everything from content creation, graphic design, implementation, and pretty much everything in between. Um, we're really excited to kick off this podcast with our client, Wally. So Wally, why don't you just fill us in a little bit about your background and why we have you here today. And your full name. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> That's it. Okay, like, we're still learning. It's a, no, no, it's like Beyonce or, or Yeah, it's like it's your just, alter ego. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> I'm uh, Ryan Walseth, uh, better known as Wally. I uh, work for Lake Sotheby's International Realty. Uh, I work with buyers, sellers, investors, and I'm an active uh, real estate investor in both long-term investments as well as uh, short-term rentals, which is kind of the, the sexier version of <laughs> real estate investing. So, um, yeah, uh, one, congrats on episode number one the episode inaugural one. one yeah thank you <laughs> for being our first guest <laughs> we should give you credit for this because this was your idea mm -hmm. essentially you're um, the original ed talk yeah, yeah. i like yeah. it i'm honored yeah you should be <laughs> <laughs> um so uh originally from northeast minneapolis mm -hmm. uh went to high school at spring lake park high school graduated went to uh, college in duluth at UMD for four years. Afterwards, uh, moved back into Minneapolis, into the Kenwood neighborhood. And so I lived with like five guys I went to college with, and we had no business being in an upper bracket neighborhood like Kenwood, but uh, we took advantage of it, had a lot of uh, good times. And then uh, I got serious and, and uh, purchased my first investment property in November of 2006, which was the edge of the cliff when the housing market was crashing like an hour later. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, but it, it turned out great because had I not gotten in, I would have not purchased the subsequent properties. And I still own that original property that I quote unquote overpaid for and lost a ton of equity, you know, an hour and a half later, but I didn't sell it. Mm. I've since leveraged it, I still own it. And, um, and it's been, yeah, an, an amazing experience as far as property investing and property management, um, you know, since 2006, 2007, and then uh, transitioned out of, I was working in the fitness industry mm -hmm. while I was investing in real estate. Um, and that's where I, uh, a client of mine turned out to be a real estate mentor of mine for better part of 10 years. Uh, I managed uh, apartment building for him in Uptown uh, trained him for rent, so we bartered, and he mentored me in uh, in real estate. 
and so by the time I transitioned full-time into real estate in 2017, uh, actually another uh, client of yours, uh, Joe Grenet, wasn't like, hey, congrats, welcome to the industry. He was more like, it's about time. Like, sure. <laughs> what took, yeah, yeah, what, what took, took you so long? What took you so long? And it's kind of true. You know, I, that's probably the only regret is not getting in sooner. So uh, starting year five, spent the first couple of years with Remax uh, Advantage Plus. It was great. Was on an amazing team there and then um, was recruited by Sotheby's a couple of years ago. Um, and I mean, you guys are brand elevators and that's one of the premier brands, if not the premier brand, as far as, uh, you know, international yeah. real estate, uh, real estate yeah. is concerned. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing to work with that brand and work on elevating my personal brand yeah. with you guys. You know, kind of those two in conjunction. So yeah. made things a little bit easier. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that just proves the importance of going to the gym. You never know who you're going to meet. I'd love to, I'd love to rent barter right. my services to get free rent. And, and it was for like Uptown's heyday. Yeah, like that's amazing. Eight years. I was across the street from Chino Latino. Yeah, that really was, that was the heyday of Uptown. Yeah. yeah. So. That's awesome. Good times, but I also did save a little bit of money to buy more investment property. Um, and so I bought my neighbor's place and my other neighbor's place and my other neighbor's place and kind of... Is that where the Wallywood Boulevard yeah, comes in? Because they're all on the same street? It actually started off as a joke. And I told, I would tell my friends, I said, you know, if I can get enough houses on this block, I'm going to try to rename it Wallywood Boulevard. That's awesome. And it was just a joke. But then like when people came over, they would call my block or my neighborhood Wallywood Boulevard and then it turned into a personal brand once I worked on you know it took me about six months to kind of put together the brand once I was when I was working with Remax um, and I, I it's more of a hospitality brand than it is a sales brand right so I work with buyers and sellers and then do long-term and short-term rentals but then as you know I, I love to boat in the summertime, I boat, water ski, and barefoot mm -hmm. water ski, and that kind of stuff. So the lake life, all tied into the personal brand. Yeah. So those kind of four pillars, it's a, it's more about hospitality than it is about selling, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, working with first-time home buyers, you want them to feel really comfortable um, in the process, especially in a very hot, insanely intense market. Or, you know, if somebody's downsizing and they're selling the family home, I mean, that's an emotional experience too, right? So uh, you, you have to be really careful and, and, uh, uh, and supportive um, about that situation. Then as far as my rentals are concerned, I want them to feel like it's their house. Right. That they're paying me to live in, but it's their house. They kind of so do what they want. Yeah. 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 And so I have very, very low turnover in my long-term rentals. And then, as you know, Airbnb is all about hospitality. Right. And then the fourth pillar, if you will, is the boating. And somebody comes out on the boat, I want them to, like, leave all their worries and yeah. cares on the dock and just escape. So, I mean, it's a, a few hours of escapism, if yeah. you will. So, that's, yeah. that's, that's a, where it kind of all It's a huge differentiator, too. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, people talk about building relationships and wanting to build relationships in real estate, but... Mm. Taking it to that next level is clearly done. Mm. 
made you quite successful. Taking so that's it awesome. to 11. Yeah, yes, as we would say. <laughs> so you've always been a huge advocate of um, our <clears throat> services and just marketing as a real estate agent in general. Um, but you know, we haven't been working together the whole time that you've been in real mm -hmm. estate. So what was that spark that made you want to transition to hiring a vendor versus trying to continue to do things in-house? Mm -hmm. uh, delegation, for sure. Understand what you're good at and what, um, like, my money-making activity is, and what I'm good at is working with buyers and sellers as right. far as residential real estate is concerned. Um, but in 2009, 10, 11, I was part of a tech startup called mashup.com. So it was a cloud-based music service with a social network built around it. And we were raising money at the same time Spotify, if you've heard of them. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> Some people have heard of Mashup. Yeah. Everyone's heard of Spotify. Some right. people are probably listening to this on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So they obviously raised more money than we did. And, but 2009, 10, 11, I mean, that was housing crash, recession, right. and we're going around to venture capital firms and private equity funds, shaking our tin cup, trying to raise money for a tech startup in Minnesota, which, you know, there's, there's a lot of med tech here that does right. very well. Yeah. Agriculture does yeah. very well, uh, Cargill yeah. University of Minnesota. Um, but high tech is now is, is here, yeah. but Not 10, high. 12 years ago uh, was, was a battle. But anyway, what I, I was introduced to the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk. Right, Gary. In 2009-10, um, when he was doing Wine Library TV, mm -hmm. before he was known. Yeah, right? yeah for Gary V and that whole Yeah, thing like, uh, like they say, you know, an overnight success takes 10 years. Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, prime example of just grinding it up. But one of the things that um, his second or third book is called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And what it stands for is give, 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 ask. Okay. So as far as building my brain and building my business, it was to provide value, provide value, provide value, and then ask for business. Mm. Okay. So the content that I create and the content that I provide provides value to my network, my, my sphere, my social network. Um, and when you do that, it builds trust and people, especially when it's residential real estate, they work with people that they know, like, and trust. Yep. 100%. Or if they don't, they should. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so everything that I do as far as social is concerned is providing value to my, my audience. Um, and with that, you build trust, you build trust, you have hopefully clients for life. Yeah. That's awesome. So, when you were doing things on your own, I mean, you talked a little bit about um, your money-making activities. What other pain points were you running into when you were trying to do this on your own? Was it not being able to um, execute on these <clears throat> ideas that you were having? Was it accountability? What was kind of the, the struggle? Yeah, the, uh, there's one, another quote. I love quotes, but it was uh, entrepreneurs well. are toxic as Right. So you get all these so, ideas, um, but and you just kind of all over the place. And you just need is, to kind of here, it in, but or 10, 12. delegate. Right. Yeah. So if you get an idea like an Ed Talk, mm -hmm. right? It's not something I'm going to do. Right. But you know, you guys have the, the yeah, means, right. right? The means and the resources to be able to do that. 
Um, so, like, producing content for me is not hard. I, I produce a fair amount of content. It's the editing and the deployment of it that, I'm, that I struggle with because I, I lack patience. Sure. And editing <laughs> and no it's patience. It's a lot of it's, patience, yeah. yeah. If it's not crop, crop, yeah, send, <laughs> you're out. I'm out. So um, I need to offload that. Yeah. Because otherwise I could just spend way too much time. Oh, yeah. You're so comfortable in front of the camera. How did that, I feel like that's the number one thing that we hear is I know we need to do video, but. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you just start making videos on your own? Did you jump on the bandwagon early? Or did I, you just suck it up and do it one day? <laughs> I started an interview series called Wally's 3x3. <laughs> nice. So it was three questions with three bullet point takeaways, all with the goal of building value in a sense of community by connecting people to people and not just people to brands. Mm. Then I'd introduce myself, I'd introduce whomever that I'm interviewing in my network. And the example that I use quite often is a, a friend of mine from high school, Bob Roloff owns um, Top Line Garage Door. And so I would go to his shop, interview him and say, Bob, tell me about Top Line Garage Door. What do you specialize in? Where do you sell? Is it just residential? Is it residential and commercial? I would just ask them people about their business, which they talk about all day, every day. Right. Which it was easy for them, even though they didn't want to be on camera. And we would just riff, crop, crop, post. Yes. And after a while, I got comfortable on camera. So, uh, but also what I would say on, on the flip, even though video is everything, as far as TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snap, everything, uh, if it's not your jam, and you're a writer, freaking blog, right? Because there's, there's a niche, and I do plus or minus 40 deals a year out of what, 60 or 80,000 transactions in right. the Twin Cities. The percent of business that I'm <laughs> looking for? Wait, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a math guy, but it's a small number. It is. And so don't think about like competing against everyone else, just carve out your niche. Right. So if it's video, super rad. If it's drawing and taking yeah. a picture of it and posting it, if it's audio, if it's, you know, like I said, blogging, yeah. writing, whatever, figure out that and, and just do it. Yeah. I always tell that to <clears throat> our clients and prospective clients too, that you can't, you should never go into something if you don't enjoy doing it because A, the audience is going to be able to tell. And B, you're just never going to do it. Because at you're the end of the day, yeah, a vendor can help you implement stuff. But if you need to, to get a video done well, and you hate doing video, it's just mm. never going to happen. So let's figure out what you actually like doing and what resonates with you. Mm. Find your niche. So that's or, awesome. Or on the flip side, if you don't, or if you want to get better at video, then do video with somebody that's doing a lot of video mm. and have them like interview you. So you're not the focal point. They're running the show, if you will. Yeah. And start to just get a little bit of a feel for it and, and post it. If it's not good, the algorithm is just going to make Bury you it. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> it will. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard enough as it is to get people to view your content with the algorithm. <clears throat> I always think 
sometimes, I think maybe this quote came from you, like perfection is the enemy of done. Enemy mm. of done. Yep. Sometimes you just have to put things out there and throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You can always delete a post off of, off well, that, of Facebook or, or Instagram. Like or, if nobody's going to, if nobody sees it or if it's just not quality and it just kind of fades into the social media abyss. Okay. No loss. Still good practice and it's still yeah. just good to get yourself out there and at least get started on something. <clears throat> yep. Builds confidence for sure. Definitely. Which is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to talk about the sphere-based um, marketing that you're going into now. And I think a good way to get into that would be um, basically your experience with dropping Zillow and mm -hmm. focusing more on your network and your, your contacts. Yeah. Um, and I know that we, or especially our boss Troy, uh, <coughs> helped you with that. Uh, but can you just walk us through that process, what it was like for you, kind of what you felt, and mm -hmm. then the transition to sphere-based marketing? Yeah. So in my uh, previous shop, we did a, a Zillow spend, right, for the team uh, and co-spend with another team, uh, mortgage team, and X number of dollars a month for essentially like a, a non-guaranteed number of non-qualified leads. Mm -hmm. So you don't know if they're looking for an apartment or if they were tire kickers or they wanted to see a $600,000 house but they had a 450 credit score wow. and a lot of student debt mm -hmm. and they couldn't qualify for what you wanted to look for. Um, and then it, you were kind of, you were, you were calling on these leads that would come in and they don't know who you are and you don't know who they are. Right. And you're just kind of running around chasing and it's like, once again, going back to the numbers, if I'm goal to do 40 deals a year, and the average agent does, it's like 11 or right. 12 or mm -hmm. something like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I have 2,500 connections on Facebook, 1,200 on LinkedIn, 1,000 or 1,500 on Instagram. And I'm looking to do 40 transactions. I need to pick up about 27 to 30 clients because some of them are two-sided right or they do two deals a year so when you break those numbers down it's not that many people yeah out of and if somebody says that they don't have like a, a very good network it's like if they have social media that's their network it's already there. definitely right yep and so when you provide value and you build it over time instead of trying to be like a top producer an hour and a half in or you get into real estate because the market's hot and it's sexy and you're going to pick up a listing and put a sign in the yard, take some photos and, and sell it in an hour and a half and get a $15,000 check. Um, there's perception and then there's reality, right? Uh, I'm into it because I'm playing the long game and that's the value of one, building a brand, but two, having a marketing agency because I'm running a business. I'm not just selling houses. Right. Yeah. Um, so when the market shifts, whenever it is, and it's starting to, but it's, it, it'd be glacial, but when it's, when the market's much more challenging and a lot of agents drop out, a lot of lenders drop out, I'm still going to be in. Yeah. And that's where the, the brain and the business is even that much more vital. It is. And the ability to pivot when those things are coming up, you know, sometimes you put together a strategy for the year and the market shifts. Okay. Well, 
do you have the flexibility with your vendor partner to actually change your strategy halfway through the year and say, mm -hmm. okay, this is no longer going to work with where the market's at. Yeah. Even if it changes at a glacial pace, it's still always going to be changing. Yeah, for so. sure, for sure. So it was essentially reallocating those marketing dollars from Zillow and people you don't know to catering to people that, once again, going back to, and this is a Tom Ferry you know, trio of words, is the, the know, like, and trust. Right. And you can, if you can develop that and focus on that. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this sphere-based marketing? Um, I would say three years. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so it's clearly going well for you because yeah. you're sticking yeah. with it even after yeah, three so, years. Yeah, and my business is 100% referral-based. That's awesome. Yeah, 100%. which is the goal for a lot of agents is mm -hmm. to be 100% referral-based. If it's not, it should be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a... Let's say you've been selling for four years, you sell 25 houses a year, that's 100 clients, 100 homes, transactions, probably 125 to 150 clients if they're couples, right? Yeah. Uh, couples, families, whatever. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a great foundation for a database. Yeah. And that doesn't include referrals from them or your social network. Right. So if you, there's just so many people that have been in the industry for a long, long time that just do not have a database. Yeah. They maybe have had a thousand transactions, but are still paying Zillow. For new leads yeah. that mm -hmm. aren't guarantees. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess no lead is like a true guarantee, but are, mm -hmm. that are cold. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know you. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. I remember meeting you and talking about this approach back in 2019. And then at the time, we were also so focused on Instagram or like Facebook and Google ads. Mm -hmm. And this approach is just like, it was refreshing to me as like a young marketing person coming in to see. It was just like, oh, you don't have to like spend these massive ad spends to do it. Yes, you can have success there, mm -hmm. but it's going to be way less to like sort through than it is if it's just people you know or like a person from high yeah. school or college or down the road. Yeah. So. Conversion is much, much higher. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> well, and much it's higher. just, it's about coming up with the creative solutions that work best for your specific real estate business. Some people, like you said, might benefit from those Facebook ads and the Google ads, oh, yeah. and they, they don't mind doing a lot of that lead follow-up and calls, but when you're you know trying to leverage your time in the best mm -hmm. way possible, I think that's a very smart strategy. Mm -hmm. So Thank you. Cool. Well, I think uh, I'd love to just end things on a personal note with you, Wally. Uh, what is one cool thing that you have done or a goal that you have for 2022? Um, I guess sticking with the, the real estate theme, a couple weeks ago, a partner and I purchased a big old duplex in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. So new investment, right? Uh, units, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 mm, in the nice. portfolio. Um, it's, it's a duplex with a non-conforming third unit. Okay. So in the lower level, Ceiling height's a little bit low, and right now it's zoned as a duplex. But with the Minneapolis 2040 plan, you can zone a single family lot up to three or four units. Um, and so I called City of Minneapolis zoning, and this one does qualify for it. So we can add that third unit, and we're just starting the renovation of the main level, and then the lower level that's not conforming completely gut and we're just going to document the entire process nice. from start to finish so um shot a tiktok video on saturday awesome posted 
on my Facebook and Instagram story and LinkedIn yesterday, and that was just the intro to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also having people kind of participate in selection of finishes. That's awesome. And design and layout and kind of how we went about it. Um, and it was, a, it was an off-market deal, but, and we didn't like score this crazy deal on it as a duplex, but as a triplex, the value goes up much, much higher. So uh, if we could put it all together, yeah. the way that we have it envisioned with the contractor that we have, issues with supply chain and all this other stuff, right. we're just gonna document it um, along the way. And, it, and one of the things I just talked to people about is that there's so many, you know, once again, investing in real estate is kind of like investing in crypto. It's, yeah. it's sexy and like everybody wants to do it, but they're like, how do I get started? Totally. And it's just like, you just got to get in. Right. And you learn by doing, and there's risk in everything. Whether you're buying Apple stock or you're buying a a single family home or you're buying crypto, whatever, there's risk. The only difference as far as real estate's concerned, one, it's a tangible item that you can impact the value of through sweat equity, Mm -hmm. right? I can't buy enough freaking iPhones to impact (laughs) the the value (laughs) of... Apple, right? Now that they're at a three trillion dollar market cap, I don't think I need yeah. to <laughs> yeah. help them. <laughs> yeah, no. And so, um, so it's fun. It's educational. We're gonna document the highs and lows of it. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about. Yeah, that. I'm excited to have you back in a year so we can talk about the project. Right. If it and takes see how that it goes. long, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't take that long. Yeah, what's yeah. like the end goal timeline wise? Like three months, six months? Uh, we're just doing a uh, kitchen and floors in the oh, main level. Okay. Uh, upstairs already has a tenant in it. And then the lower level will probably be 90 days. Oh, that's not bad. You know, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on like cabinets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Once again, supply chain issues. So. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. Right? I know, right? <laughs> it's everybody's excuse these days. Oh, it's the supply chain. Yeah, effect. right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's so awesome. Our intentions are good. But yeah, that's uh, that's a jam. That's what I got going on. Love so to we, hear it. We didn't stray too far from, from real estate. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I mean, I know I definitely learned a little bit more about your background and kind of how you got into it. And I really appreciate you being our first guest yeah. on our ongoing series of Ed Talks. Evan, thanks for being a great co-host today. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to many more. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the next one. Cheers. These go to 11.